as I skirted the edge of the copse, I found that a low wall encircled it, and following this, I presently found an opening. Here the cypresses formed an alley, leading up to a square mass of some kind of building. Just as I caught sight of this, however, the drifting clouds obscured the moon, and I passed up the path in darkness. The wind must have grown colder, for I felt myself shiver as I walked. But there was hope of shelter, and I groped my way blindly on. I stopped, for there was a sudden stillness. The storm had passed, and perhaps in sympathy with nature's silence, my heart seemed to cease to beat. But this was only momentary, for suddenly the moonlight broke through the clouds, showing me that I was in a graveyard, and that the square object before me was a great massive tomb of marble, as white as the snow that lay on and all around it. With the moonlight there came a fierce sound of the storm, which appeared to resume its course with a long, low howl, as of many dogs or wolves. I was awed and shocked, and felt the cold perceptibly grow upon me, till it seemed to grip me by the heart. Then, while the flood of moonlight still fell on the marble tomb, the storm gave evidence of renewing, as though it was returning on its track. Impelled by some sort of fascination, I approached the sepulchre to see what it was, and why such a thing stood alone in such a place. I walked around it and read, over the Doric door, in German, Countess Dolingen of Graz, in Steria, sought and found death, 1801. On top of the tomb, seemingly driven through the solid marble, for the structure was composed of a few vast blocks of stone, was a great iron spike or stake. On going to the back I saw, graven in great Russian letters, THE DEAD TRAVEL FAST. There was something so weird and uncanny about the whole thing, that it gave me a turn, and made me feel quite faint. I began to wish, for the first time, that I had taken Johann's advice. Here a thought struck me which came under almost mysterious circumstances, and with a terrible shock. This was Valpurgish night. Valpurgish night, when according to the belief of millions of people, the devil was abroad. When the graves were opened, and the dead came forth and walked. When all evil things of earth and air and water held revel. This very place the driver had specifically shunned, this was the depopulated village of centuries ago. This was where the suicide lay, and this was the place where I was alone, unmanned, shivering with cold in a shroud of snow, with a wild storm gathering upon me. It took all my philosophy, all the religion I had been taught, all my courage not to collapse in a paroxysm of fright. And now a perfect tornado burst upon me, the ground shook, as though thousands of horses thundered across it, and this time the storm bore on its icy wings not snow, but great hailstones, which drove with such violence that they might have come from the thongs of Balearic slingers, hailstones that beat down leaf and branch, and made the shelter of the cypresses no more avail than though their stems were standing corn. At the first, I had rushed to the nearest tree, but I was soon fain to leave it, and seek the only spot 
that seemed to afford refuge, the deep Doric doorway of the marble tomb. There, crouching against the massive bronze door, I gained a certain amount of protection from the beating of the hailstones, for now they only drove against me as they ricocheted from the ground and the side of the marble. As I leaned against the door, it moved slightly and opened inwards. The shelter of even a tomb was welcome in that pitiless tempest, and I was about to enter it when there came a flash of forked lightning that lit up the whole expanse of the heavens. In the instant, as I am a living man, I saw...